Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? Welcome in. This is The Herd, wherever you may be listening, however you may be making this part of your day. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Godley, in for Colin Cowherd. I do have a warning for you. Colin's out all week. Oh, man. Oh, you got to have that meme of the guy holding his ears. What is that, like a stock market? Oh, you sent it to me now on social media. I can see it. Um, it's interesting, you know, like, I almost feel... I, I almost feel like this weekend... This weekend is one where um, we're giving respect to the NBA All-Star Weekend, and maybe we shouldn't. You know, it's like uh, the college games were all over yesterday by, uh, like, was it uh, 6 o'clock local time in California? Uh, UCLA lost in a buzzer shot to, to Utah. And that just happened to coincide, you know, with the kind of middle to end of the All-Star game. Like, ah, we don't want to get in with the All-Star game and it's President's Day weekend. But it's the first non-NFL weekend and the NBA had a great chance to take center stage, especially with the Daytona 500 being postponed, which is it's going on now. Right, so you had no competition. You're running unopposed. Adam Silver had said, hey, I think we're going to see a good game when he spoke about the effort and competitiveness. Larry Bird Larry Joe Bird had the the hick from French Lick. He's from Indiana. He, he went to Indiana. Then he went to Indiana State. He coached the Pacers. Like, he's Mr. Indiana basketball. He had this to say about the game before the game. 
The one thing I would really like to see is they play hard tonight in this, uh, uh, tonight in this All-Star game. I think it's very important when you have the best, the best players in the world together, you've got to compete and you've got to play hard. And you've got to show the fans how good they really are. And, and it's, it's almost like disdain for competition. And, and I, I was just texting with my son. He's like, yeah, Dad, but do you want to be the only guy playing hard on defense? Right? Nobody wants to be the only guy playing hard. And I was like, well, when you're the only guy that does the right thing, do you know what that's called? That, that's called leadership. That's called leadership. It's obvious whose fault this is. It's only one guy. Sorry, it's LeBron James. What happens on your watch as the leader of the league, you become ultimately responsible for. And LeBron's not the best player in the league. He's not really close anymore. Why should he be? He's 39 years old. He's way closer than anybody else has been at 39, but he's not. But he's still, without any question, the biggest name in the game. He's the all-time NBA scoring leader. He's won more MVPs than anybody in that game. He's won more championships, I believe, than anybody in that game. Has anybody else won four? He's in any conversation the greatest players of all time. I personally think Jordan's the best of all time, but, you know, look, you're allowed to think whatever you want to think. But the point is that it isn't any question, it's still LeBron's league. He's still... And he takes no ownership of this. None. Zero. Because I I guarantee if LeBron plays hard, demands that others play hard, some will. And I didn't watch a lot of it. I watched more than I usually do just because it was on and... You know, I flipped over, then Tombstone was on. It was during a commercial break, and I flipped back on. I've seen the, actually, the not uh, Tombstone, uh, Yellowstone was on. And it was actually an episode of Yellowstone, which I must have missed. Anyway, point being, I flipped back, and 30 seconds, 45 seconds, maybe a minute stretch, and I'm watching them, and I'm like, it's not that they're not playing as hard as they could. They're not playing hard at all. All. It's just a joke. And then when you compound it with Jalen Brown, Celtic star who signed the new Supermax deal for the CBA, you combine it with, with what Jalen Brown had to say about this rule where you have to play 65 games to win an MVP award. Take a listen. I do believe that if you win any type of award, I think you should have to play a significant amount of the season. Like, we've got guys to play half the season and win MVP. I'm not a big fan of that. But maybe 65 games might be a little too s- severe. You know, maybe they lessen it to 58 or something like that or, or something a little bit less. 65 is a little bit tough. But I definitely think that it, to win awards, you should, you should play for majority of the games. Yeah, I want to get paid more. I want to play as little as possible, but just as much to make it look I play like a lot. 
which by the way is not what they're doing in the NBA, right? They're not in the NBA uh, All-Star game. They're not doing as little as they can, but to make it look like they're playing hard, they're not even trying. And and the worst part about it is it, it's it's a business weekend for all these guys. They make appearances, they make sponsors, but it's also a business weekend for the NBA. They're trying to get their next media partner deal done. That's what actually pays their bills. But you know, some people can't take a compliment. Jay Stu, how are you with compliments? If I compliment you, like, wow, you know, you really, really dressed well today. How are you with compliments? I think the first thing I think about is I, I'm going to say something self-deprecating, like almost immediately. So I don't think I'm very good at it. I think I could improve on that. Okay. I think a lot of people aren't great with compliments. They don't know what to say. Thank you. You know, you always, when you hear a compliment, you're always like, you want to say thank you. And then you want to compliment the other person. Like you notice like, ah, you complimented me. Now I got to compliment you. It's a hard one, right? It's a hard one. I think a lot of people aren't good with compliments. I think this generation, they're not good with honors, understanding what an honor is. And, and that's, it probably comes down to some of it, the participation trophy thing, the everybody's an all-star sorts of thing. But it's weird. You Guys freak out about being not named an all-star. Then they are named an all-star and they don't seem to want to give any sort of all-star effort. Isn't that amazing? It's the weirdest thing. It's like a generation of people who take the honor of something for granted. For granted. And I, I can't blame them. I have to blame us. Like, we're the adults now. Unfortunately, we're like older and we kind of make these rules. And if you get, I mean, like the, the only logic, I mean, the only, excuse me, the only um, thing that's supposed to be able to fix this is more money. Well, you know, if you paid them a million dollars, if they would, you pay them a million dollars, if they win the All-Star game, they'll play hard. Okay, wait, wait. So the in-season tournament, which is the same number of games they normally play, just the championship teams, this year the Lakers, play one more game. But what we're told, ah, oh, you got to do it for more money. And I'm not sitting here asking them to play for free. They're not. They're already receiving Benefits in their contracts, benefits with their sponsors for playing in an all-star game. But there is something to the honor of being named, being told like, hey, there's 4 billion males on this planet. You are one of the 24 best basketball players on this planet. So look, all we're asking you to do is play relatively hard on defense and relatively hard on offense. And all you're getting is, nah. And I honestly think it's fair to blame LeBron because if LeBron does what, however he handles himself, whatever he does, that's what they're going to do. That's what leadership is. When you're willing to do something because it's the right thing and others are not. But what a mess. What a mess. I mean, and then it's like, well, go to the skills competition that the NFL has. Like, mm, I've, they have the NBA has a skills thing. It's unwatchable. Then you go to the dunk contest. That wasn't great. 
The superbly versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz. It's impressively techy, surprisingly roomy, and available seating for up to seven. The vehicle's all-electric, the feeling, all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQB. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. Hey, happy President's Day to you. Hope you're enjoying your day off. Coming next in the herd, uh, NBA coach lost his job on his day off. We'll tell you who and why next. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. This is The Herd on Fox Sports Radio on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Michael uh, hits me up on Instagram. Did you really say no age discrimination? Bill Belichick is unemployed and half the coaches hired nobody has ever heard of. Total nonsense. If nothing else, give him two years. Again, Bill Belichick doesn't not have a job because of his age. He doesn't have a job because in order to hire Bill Belichick, okay, you're going to have to, he's going to want control. And it doesn't matter if many of us believe that his control over personnel was ultimately what brought them down in New England. Like I would tell you that of the things that brought him down to England, maybe the number one thing was he's such a good coach. They were never terrible. They were never terrible. Not said by anyone else. Okay. In all of national sports radio, one of the greatest coaching jobs ever done in the national football league was the COVID year, New England Patriots. What, they win seven games? They had eight opt-outs from their defense, which was the strength of their team. They lost Tom Brady. The replacement of Tom Brady was a former MVP in Cam Newton who couldn't throw a football. He, he had three games, I believe they won, where he had less than 100 yards throwing. Like, that is some wizardry type of stuff. But because they won so many games, they, didn't, they never bottomed out. They never won three games, two games, and had the number one overall pick and got to pick one of the elite quarterbacks. And while, yeah, they found the most successful and arguably greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady, there was some, some luck to that. Oh, the rest of the league, they didn't see it. The Patriots passed on him five times before they drafted him six rounds. By and large, most of these quarterbacks you get, a lot of them you're going to get that very first pick. Much stronger likelihood of success. But the point is that even to hire Bill Belichick, you got to give him autonomy. One, he's going to be expensive. Two, he wants to essentially be the GM. He wants to bring in his guys. And Atlanta, the one place that looked like they were going to hire him, there were enough people in that front office like, yeah. And I didn't say that's a smart thing. Like, I would hire Bill Belichick, if I, especially if I want to win a championship. You know, if I'm Dallas, I hire Bill Belichick. He knows how to do the things that Mike McCarthy apparently is not able to coach. But, I mean, age discrimination? Not really. I mean, that's not why Steve Spagnuolo doesn't have a job. He's had a job. It's really hard. It's really, really hard to get a head coaching job in the NFL. There are 32 teams. There's like six or seven jobs open in a given year. And right now the trend is for offensive guys. Vic Fangio was an assistant and a defensive uh, mastermind for like 40 years before he got a shot. And he got two years. It's actually kind of normal. It's more abnormal to get multiple opportunities. And... I think a portion of it is the younger guys also are less demanding, so they're easier to hire. Uh, we'll talk some NBA with Eddie House upcoming, but first, let's get to Jason Stewart with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Speaking of the NFL, Doug, um, the Bucks are in the news today. Um, Wide receiver Mike Evans and quarterback Baker Mayfield, um, they had 
let's see. They will be a part of their, their salary calculations moving forward. As the contracts of both players voided on Monday, the team will take on around $14.5 million in dead money as a result. Um, I'll let the, the salary cap geeks uh, worry about that part. But just a question about Baker Mayfield. Um, I think he earned a contract. He'll likely get a a long-term deal from the Bucks. But I guess my question for you is, how much of an investment should they make in him? How how uh, how wanted should they make him feel, Doug? Should, should they make who feel? Bucks quarterback Baker Mayfield. Um, I think this is a gr- it's a great question because I, I think Baker's. We say he's good as the underdog. The truth is, like, you know, it's just too hard to pay him top of the market money. I'm waiting for the next team to do what the Seahawks were able to do with Geno Smith. And they frankly overpaid Geno Smith this year. Next year, it's like $12 million. I'm sure that means they're going to draft a guy. Um, I mean, if you gave him two years with $25 million guaranteed up front, wouldn't that be enough? Like, how much do you really have to pay Baker Mayfield? You're giving him a chance to be a starting quarterback. How many teams would do that? Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, because, I mean, go through the teams like, oh, plenty of teams would like, would they? I, I don't know that to be the case. Uh, because what happens is, one, you want to, if you need to rebuild your roster, you need a quarterback on a rookie contract. Two, you probably already have, some of these teams already have a, qu- a quarterback they're trying to develop. Or three, they already have a star quarterback. So I'm waiting for, he's the perfect example of, he's a good starting quarterback. He is not elite. But if you surround him with good players, but you're trying to re-sign Mike Evans, like, all right, Becker Mayfield, signed for $25 million guaranteed for two years or three years or whatever, and then we use that mo- the money saved their quarterback to get us Mike Evans. That makes sense to me. Now, as uh, pitchers and catchers have reported and most of the teams have reported to uh, spring training, there's been a, some great quotes out of the Angels camp. This is your team now, Doug. Uh, now, not only did Mike Trout say, I'd, I'd like to win a championship with the Angels, but uh, someone cornered uh, third baseman Anthony Rendon. And he was quoted as saying, baseball, it's never been a priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before the job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Um, I guess in a vacuum, Doug, what he just said is not unfair. It's not unreasonable. For a lot of us, our jobs should come, you know, second or third or whatever. But I think when you put the facts that he has never played more than 58 games for the Angels... And that just kind of his demeanor and his attitude since he's been on the team, I think the fans deserve a little bit more out of their favorite team's players, no? You think? What do you think? Then this is the old, like, clearly you don't love baseball, and it's something you probably should have known before you signed the guy. It's, without any question, the, the biggest albatross contract in professional sports right now. Seven years, $245 million. Wow. And through three years, he's played like 150 games. Is that about right? Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. No more than 58 games per season. Yeah. Yep. What else you got? Nets have fired Jacques Vaughn. 
I guess they lost their last game before the All-Star break by 50 points, dog. Uh, their record is 21 and 33. Nets say goodbye to Jacques Vaughn. Your reaction? Um, I mean, I'm guessing that this is all about the players either not want to play for him or uh, them spreading the narrative at the All-Star game or to, that, that you don't want to go to Brooklyn as long as he's there. That's big for Sean Marks because Sean and, and Jock are former teammates, former Spurs guys. Jock was a longtime assistant with the Spurs. Of course, this is his second stint as head coach, uh, not just with the Nets, but he was also the head coach of the Orlando Magic. Uh, but when you lose by 50, it's saying your players quit on you. And I think that's what this is about. And it probably means they hire Kenny Atkinson. Maybe they bring Kenny Atkinson back. That's Jason Stewart with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Let's welcome in Eddie House. Of course, he joins Colin. He'll join me. He joins me now. Of course, he's an NBA champion and a longtime basketball analyst as well. He joins us here in The Herd. Eddie, if I could put you in charge, how would you get him to play hard on any level in the NBA All-Star game? I think you got to add incentives to it. It got to be something similar to that in-season tournament, something that moves the needle in that way. I know everybody says guys don't need money and stuff like that, but one thing I do know about wealthy people, they're not turning no money down if they could go get it. And so you have to incentivize it in some, some way. And, you know, that's up to the league office on how they're going to try to impose that. But I thought – and I'm with you and probably everybody else that watched that. It's, it's a joke of a game at times. At times there was some competitiveness, and I thought they was going to turn. When I was watching the game, I'm like, okay, now they're about to start going. But then we just letting guys get in free layups and free dunks. I understand there's so much money involved in so many ways that you, you could possibly affect yourself for your team in this game. Then maybe the all-star game should happen after the NBA Finals. You know, if I mean, if, if you want guys to play hard and consistently play hard, maybe it's something that you could look at not playing in the middle of the season, somewhere you could play after the season um, and, and see what you could do from there. I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard to try to figure out a way to tell somebody else to play hard. You know what I mean? I know that I'm wired one way, and that's if I'm going to go, I'm going to go hard. I'm not going to tiptoe. I'm not going to uh, – you know, I'm not going to use that word, but I'm not going to play yeah, around yes, with yes. the game. I'm going yes, to yes, go as hard. Yes, I'm yes, yes. Something, as something, something foot, right? Something yeah, foot it's, around. It's, yes, I, I know. You're, you got, like, look, you got what I'm, I, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just be, I'll just be honest with you, Eddie. Like, I played the celebrity game one time, and I don't know if you remember. It was in Orlando. It's in 2012. I'm in the celebrity game, and right before the end of the quarter, Neo gets the ball, and. You know, like, <laughs> I, uh, I, he's going to his left. I made him spin to his right, pick his pocket from behind, and lay the ball in. And guys are like, oh, what are you doing? Like, why are you playing hard? Like, I don't know how not to. I don't know how to, like, just, I, I, I can't do the clown game thing. Like, they're just, I'm not wired for that. It's so weird because most of these guys are super competitive dudes. But for whatever reason, they just turn it off for, for two and a half hours. All right, let's get to what really matters, the, the actual league itself. Um, the Bucks have gotten worse, not better, since the coaching change. Is this is this fixable this season for the for the Bucks? 
I think the Bucks are in a, a bad situation because when when Doc came out and this was this was it right here for so how they've been playing is a microcosm of everything they've been doing from training camp to right now. This is not all Doc's fault, but Doc did call them out and said. He called out what four plays that happened. Said, "Hey, this happened, this happened, this happened, and this happened." That's how we started the third quarter. Now, that's a direct call out to your team. How they respond is going to let me know how they respond after this All Star break, these, this first week of games that they have. And it's not about the winning or losing. It's about the way you win or lose, or the way that you go about your business. And so I'm looking at it as. Are they going to have those mistakes that he called out? Are they going to get back on defense? Are they going to play extra hard on defense? Are they going to do all the small little things defensively? Are they going to do the right things offensively when it comes to spacing and all? That's what I'm going to be looking for. I always, I always lean towards when you get superstar guys together, they figure it out. So I'm betting on Dame Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo to figure it out because – they're they're just that good, and then they have a really good coach in Doc Rivers. So I think that they could get get it figured out. But the first week of this, after the All Star break, is going to definitely let me know where their mindset, where their mind is at. Okay, so um, what what does it do to Dame's reputation if it doesn't go well? Right, because forever it was like, man, if he just had guys around him in Portland. He could be, he'd be seen as one of the greats ever. It's not him. It's the surrounding cast. Now he's on a team that's won a championship. He's surrounded by an MVP. What does it do to yeah, his reputation? Just, I don't think it does anything to his reputation because that's not the same team that won a championship. Drew Holiday's over with the Celtics now, right? Um, and then you also look at the coach Budenholzer. He held them, excuse me, he held them accountable in, in different ways. I thought he was a really good coach. You know, got a raw deal on getting fired, same way as. Adrian Griffin. So I don't think that you could point at Dame and say, hey, you look at your legacy, it's going to be tarnished. I think, I mean, all-star game MVP last night, I know that people don't say that it's going to carry much weight anymore, but to go out there and, and put on the, at least he put on a show. He did put on a show last night, a shooting display. Um, he definitely did that. So he got that. He has all of the individual accolades and things like that. He does not have the championship, but it's a, I don't think somebody's legacy should be defined by just a championship because it is a team sport number one, and a lot of times some teams are just better than other teams and you're trapped on a team that on the shorter end of the stick. And you might be a better player than some of those players over there, and it's just the way it goes. So I don't think that his legacy or, or anything will get tarnished with him. I, I think that other guys got to step up. I don't th- you think the Milwaukee – let me ask you a question. You think the Milwaukee Bucks are losing games on account of what Dame Lillard – isn't bringing to them? Yes. Okay. Well, explain. Please elaborate for me. I, I just he didn't he didn't really guard. Okay, and it's really hard for him to play with without the basketball in his hands. And this team is built, like you said, they had Drew. Like Drew is versatile, but also Drew didn't have to have the ball to 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 be to be incredibly effective. Dame does, and I just I don't know if he's built for how this team is constructed. Okay, well then. I, I look, he's not the he's not he's not the only issue, right? Like he's not the only one, but I think uh, most people think that it's like fantasy sports, right? 
It's like, well, Giannis will give you 30 and he'll give you 30 and then you'll win. Two super, like, that ain't how the sport works. <laughs> Not at all. No, it don't work like that. And also don't work like this to where you could say, well, he doesn't guard. Well, we know there's a lot of guys that don't guard in the league and they get covered up because they have a defense behind them. For example, Bobby Porter is supposed to be a defense defensive player, right? So is Brooke Lopez. And so is Giannis Antetokounmpo. So those are your back line defenders right there. So sure. That's, you're supposed to make it up right there with those guys. So you might not have the best perimeter defenders, but you got the, some of the best interior defenders. And if you have that, you can make up for some guys' deficiencies. What you can't make up for is what Dame brings on the offensive end. I would say Dame is this. Dame is a much better offensive player than Drew Holiday as far as scoring. You know what I mean? I think he is a, a much better player. I just don't think that they they thought that it was going to be an easy tra- Giannis and everybody's like, oh, that pick and roll is going to be unstoppable. But it's not going to be unstoppable because the Giannis is not a pick and pop guy. So it doesn't make the defense think anything else except all he's trying to do is get to the basket. And then we got to try to stop Dame. Dame makes that pass. We know he's going to come downhill. We might take a charge or force him into shooting the three because we sag off of it. So it's ways you could defend them. They're just going to have to figure out how do they make it easy for their stars star players, and they got to start playing better defense collectively, not just on Dame, but collectively. Eddie House is our guest here in the herd. Okay, if not the Bucks, um, what's your level of confidence that the Celtics can get to the NBA Finals? Hey, man, you know what? Um, I'm actually with the, the man and the legend right now, right? Mike Gorman right now. We just got done playing golf, and we were talking about this. We really believe that they, they have a really great chance to win this, right? Um, no question. But I believe that we have to get a little nastier. A little bit nastier, a little bit tougher throughout for, uh, consistently. Because I've seen Jalen get mad. I've seen Jason get mad. But I'm talking about controlled anger. You know, when you're when you're coming into the game, hey, man, I'm, I'm pissed off right now that we even got to play y'all. So we're going to take it out on you guys. Like that type of anger and that type of uh, uh, energy. But I think we have a great chance. And when you look at the Eastern Conference, we're definitely standing up top of it. And I don't believe and I don't think that there's a team more talented than the Celtics in the league, in the, in the whole league. I think we have the, the most talented roster and versatile roster, as, as versatile roster as well. So I believe we have a great chance of getting to the finals. It's just a matter of in those nasty moments, who's going to be who's going to be that dog when you need them to be that dog at times. Uh, okay, Western Conference. Do you believe in the Clippers? I actually do. Right. I I, I didn't believe in them at first, and I was like, how does it work? Right. How everybody was with Milwaukee saying, oh, this is going to be seamless. That pick and roll with Giannis, I was thinking, like, this is going to be a disaster. Like, how is this going to work with all these guys? But you got to do one thing. It's not only give credit to Russell Westbrook for saying, hey, I'll go to the bench, but also James Harden sacrificing some of the way he plays as well. But then Kawhi stepping up his level of play, being healthy, being available. And then T. Lou being able to press the right button. I, I really do believe in what the Clippers are doing right now. I think it's sustainable because they play defense. They play together. They play hard every single night. They're well coached. To me, those things are sustainable. And um, they're going to have to get through Denver because for the first time this year, I had a chance to watch 
Jokic live and direct, okay? And Jamal Murray took over in the fourth quarter against the Celtics when we played. We had a 20-something game win streak, I think 21-game home win streak, and they came in there and snapped that. We lose the game 102-100. Now, Jamal Murray had a fantastic game, but I was watching Jokic because I really wanted to key in on him and want to know why he's so good. And what I figured out was his first step is a lot faster than a lot faster than what people think it is. And that's why he's able to get by guys. You'd be like, well, how does he get by those guys when he's so slow? Well, everything he does up top is window dressing. It's slow. His move is pump fakes. But that first step when he's trying to get to the basket is extremely quick. And that's why he has the space that he has to create and create those angles. He's, the, to me, the best player in the world, even though he looked like how he looked last night on that last dunk would look crazy. And that sounds crazy to see somebody that looked like that uh, not be able to dunk easily. But to me, he's the best player in the world, and you're going to have to go through the champions no matter who you are in the Western Conference if you think you're going to get to the finals. He's the one and only Eddie House. All right, Eddie, you, you just got done playing golf? I just got done, man. Just got done. Shot one of my best rounds, man. You feel me? Sorry, yeah. I be good. Okay. 80, I got an 80. I shot an 88. That doesn't say much, but for me, it, that's a lot, man. No, no, listen. Did, that's a, you play it down? You play one ball? I mean, you, you play you know, by the rules, yeah. or was it like a yeah, yeah. Ah, two yeah, off? Two off okay. Two off the first tee. Two off the first tee. Okay. Second one's always better. I'm just, I'm just check, checking. Like, look, that's, that's outstanding. 80's well, good, we got to get out there. Can you golf? Can you play? Yeah. Yeah. We got to get out there. I got to see what you're working with, bro. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Maybe we'll go. We'll go play. We'll go watch your son play in in Albuquerque, and we go hit it a mile with all that altitude. That might be fun too. Why not? That might be a whole lot of fun. That would. Eddie, let's talk soon. Thanks for joining us, man. All right, cool. Take care. All right, that's my guy Eddie House joining us here. Doug Gottlieb in for Collins. The herd on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeart Radio app. Uh, coming up next, I think you're going to love this. Okay, we have our best for last. It's President's Day. We always do the the cheesy President's Day stuff. What if we gave you? The five presidents you didn't actually know exist. Right? The five least noteworthy presidents in the history of the United States. Part of our best for last, next in the herd. Thanks for listening to the herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Gottlieb in for Collins, the Herd, Fox Sports Radio. Today is President's Day. And I actually think we should rename it. It's not really President's Day, right? The President's Day is the... It's, it's Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday, right? And so we should I'd call it President's Day. We should call it like only uh, memorable President's Day. But since it is President's Day, it gives us our best for last. It's almost the end of the show, but that doesn't mean we're phoning it in. Nope, we grind to the very last segment. It's time for best for last. Oh, okay, so here's what we got. We have the five least memorable presidents of the United States, right? So with any list, we need that thing that says like number five. Number five. Ah, there it is. Chester Arthur. Chester Arthur. Jay Stu, are you familiar with Chester Arthur in any way? Not until you just mentioned it that I think that a Chester Arthur ran our country at some point. Uh, Who was uh, he? Do we know uh, him? Yes. Apparently, Chester Arthur was the 21st president of the United States. Never heard He's, of him. He, he took over for James Garfield. I only know the name James Garfield because... Well, Garfield was one of my favorite TV shows when we come home as a latchkey kid in Orange, California. It was on. I, we had Nickelodeon. We had cable. Um, you had Heathcliff and Garfield. Gar- Heathcliff was the cartoon. Garfield also had a cartoon, but he, Garfield was the, the print cartoon. Anyway, I didn't know James Garfield was assassinated, but also I didn't know that this guy Chester Arthur... Um, was the 20th president of the United States. Apparently, he owned 80 pairs of pants. I have like four, five, but I have some sli- some suit pants as well. So I'm probably in the 10 variety. 80 pairs of pants, big fisherman. Nobody? Anybody? Chester Arthur? Who is it? I never heard of him either. Seriously, number four. Okay, number four. Least memorable. Uh, Millard or Millard? Millard Fillmore. Never heard Millard, of him. Millard Fillmore. Millard. Yes. Yes, that's his name. Millard Fillmore. Do you have any idea who Millard Fillmore was? Um, Only that he's got a really bad first name, Millard. 
I don't think if it's that. I think it's memorable. Like, I almost feel like we should bring that back. That back, Millard Fillmore. You could have it. I could. Okay. Uh, he was the thirteenth president of the United States. All right, Millard Fillmore. Literally haven't heard of him. Um, Who is it? Yeah, a New Yorker. Um, born in a log cabin. But he's the other president born in a log cabin, right? You're like, oh, Lincoln was born in a log cabin. Yeah, this guy's no one ever heard of Bill in, in a log cabin. Um, all right, let's get to number three. Number three. Um, I think people think they know this guy, but they don't. It's Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. He sounds sexy. Um, okay, so Herbert Hoover. Any idea who that is? I remember. I, so now we're getting into the 20th century, so the history lessons kind of kick in. He was the one that drove us into the Depression, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, after World War One, right, wasn't it? It was in the um, late 20s, yep. Yeah, so he, he was the 31st president of the United States, and he achieved international success as a mining engineer. And he was supposed to be a great humanitarian. And... He was the food czar. He helped feed millions in Europe after World War One. It was just devastated by the by the war. Um, but during his presidency, you know, um, it began the process of us. I don't think it was Great Depression, though. He was in the 30s, wasn't he? It was after the Depression. Hoover drove us into the Depression. It was all his fault. And then FDR had to come in and bail us out. But I, I think... Hoover has the problem of maybe being misassociated with Ed, Edgar J. Hoover, a- Edgar the much J. more Hoover. famous one, right? Yeah, n- not the not the same. Um, anyway, yeah, to me, to me, that that's a that's a memorable one. All right, that, that's we got two more. Number two, um, Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. I think we hear the name. We're like, ooh. First of all, Grover, of course. We know that from um, Sesame Street, right? And Cleveland is a city. So it makes sense. We got Sesame Street and a city. Do you know what he's known for? I actually do. Um, is he not the president that uh, served two, two different terms, but Correct. there was a term in between them? Correct. Correct. So what Trump's trying to do, that's what he's done, right? So if Trump said this is unprecedented, no, it's actually... It's actually been done before. You get the feeling that his name's going to be brought up a lot this year. Whether Probably. it be Trump's be trying to become the first since, but Grover Cleveland's going to get a lot of run this year. Okay. Well, let's get to the least memorable president of all Number time. Number one. Um, I'm going to go with Martin Van Buren. Um, he was called the little magician. Aw, he did the little fella. Uh, he was supposedly really, really, really small. Five foot. He was listed at five foot six, but remember back then they wore those. They wore wigs and they had heels. He was the eighth president of the United States. I don't think we ever want a president known as the little magician, do we? <laughs> <laughs> and those are your five least memorable presidents of the United States. Here's a here's a question to you, Jay Stewart. Like we've had pretty memorable presidents. Right. Um, we had George Herbert Walker Bush, only one, only one term. Um, we had George, his dad, we had the two George Bushes. We had Clinton. We had Reagan. Right. We've had Trump. We've had 
uh, Obama. Uh, I guess we had Carter when I was born, but I don't remember any of that stuff. I, I just remember massive wholesale inflation, then Reagan and everybody. And we all need she and I. And of course, we have Bill, Bill Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Like, right? Like, those are all the presidents we've had. They're all super memorable. Jimmy Carter kind of falls off the radar. Um, Jimmy Carter, to me, just reminds me of what I dislike about the 70s. Like, really bad film, um, long gas lines. Um, what else happened? It, it, yeah, I, yeah. It, it Jimmy, that was a rough time. Yeah. Uh, but all accounts, Jimmy Carter, pretty good dude, right? Studio 54. Yeah, just yeah. horrible parts of our history. Wait, well, I think Studio 54 has good parts of our history to people who enjoyed parties in Studio 54. I mean, it's just a weird time, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Uh, Jimmy Carter, by the way, he's been in hospice care for a year. They're probably like, man, this guy, like, what? who sent him here? So Jimmy Carter has not gotten the call yet, in case you're wondering. All right, enjoy the day off. The NBA has kind of got to recoup. That was not a good day yesterday. There's just no way. Like, that's your day and... Daytona 500, which is going on now. Daytona 500 canceled. Like you had the whole, you had the whole sports landscape to yourself. And I thought it was worse, not better than before. And I'll be honest with you. I think the players are way more talented, way more skilled than they've ever been before. But you get that. It just becomes a narrative that the mainstream believes to be true. And it played out as true that you don't play hard all the time. You don't care. Back tomorrow. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Hurt. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.